Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from Figures, and here's your weekly roundup of the most interesting updates from the world of mobile apps and games. And all of the insights are timestamped, so if you want to skip around, you can easily do that. This week, an app by the name of NGL ascended to the top of the App Store in the US. And much like the overnight successes we've been seeing so much of this year, Paparazzi, Be Real, and Locker Widget, just to name a few, it happened pretty much overnight. Downloads of NGL, which stands for Not Gonna Lie, <laughs> grew by a ridiculous 41,000% this week. Up until last week, the seven-month-old app was lucky to get 1,000 downloads a week. On Tuesday, it scored 125,000 downloads in one day, according to our estimates. More downloads came from Google Play than from the App Store, but not by much. It's pretty even. I expect that will remain the case if NGL is to continue with this level of popularity. Egypt was the country with the most downloads, beating the U.S. by more than twice. Romania also beat the U.S. in terms of downloads, which is weird. But wait, what is NGL? It's an anonymous messaging app that wants to be used through Instagram and is promoted as, get this, a safe place for teens. I don't think Instagram plus teens plus anonymous can ever be considered safe, but that's what NGL claims. A few years ago, anonymous messaging apps were all the rage, but they all, in their own way, turned into a hot mess of bullying and harassment and shut down because they couldn't fight it. Yik Yak, the poster child, is trying to make a comeback, but in May, Yik Yak added fewer downloads than NGL added in a single day. So I'm not sure this comeback is actually working. The door for anonymous messaging closed a long time ago, and until moderation is a thousand times better, it's only a matter of time until the window NGL is hoping is still open closes. I'll keep an eye on this. By the way, I put a lot of work into every episode and don't even mention the graphics. If you find this episode insightful, please give it a like. I really, really, really appreciate it. Moving on. Pun only somewhat intended, then you'll see why. I've been following the IRL App Club closely for a while now. The club includes apps that connect us to the real world and includes apps like Airbnb and Ticketmaster and really others that suffered a ton when lockdowns put the real world out of reach for most of us. If you've been following the show for long enough, you know that most club members have managed not just to return to their former download levels, but also beat them. And for the last few months, both Uber and Lyft club members have also done that. Uber's downloads dropped by more than 70% in 2020. They started rising this March and hit a new all-time high just last week. According to our estimates, Uber's iOS and Android apps were downloaded 567,000 times in the U.S. last week. That's nearly 400% more than COVID times, but more realistically, it's about 50% higher than pre-COVID levels. Lyft is trending a bit lower, but has also seen a massive increase in downloads over the last few weeks. Downloads rose more than 280% since hitting rock bottom in 2020. Last week, Lyft managed to find its way into more than 338,000 devices in the U.S., according to estimates. As a New Yorker, Uber and Lyft have become my primary mode of transportation, and it's not that I like the Reliance at all. I really, really don't. But there aren't many acceptable options right now. And looking at these numbers, I'm clearly not the only one who's saying the same thing. I don't think this trend is going away anytime soon, so I expect more fierce competition between these two rivals, and fierce competition means they're going to have to spend more and they're going to have to make more. So those surge rates, the numbers that are always continuing to increase, they're going to continue and become more expensive. Switching topics completely, let's talk about games. Netflix has been a game developer for almost a year now. Can you believe it? Combined downloads of those games crossed 10 million just before the summer officially started, which means Netflix is probably not stopping anytime soon. But is Netflix really good at making games or are the games coasting on brand recognition? 
let's have a look at which games are being downloaded the most. I have a feeling that will help us get a much better understanding of what's going on. So I used Explore, a search engine for apps, which I will link to in the description below, to find every game Netflix currently has in the App Store and on Google Play. Then I used download estimates between May and mid-June to rank them. In that time alone, the collection, which spans 20 plus titles, was downloaded 2.4 million times, nearly 25% of all downloads since inception in a month and a half. Stranger Things 1984 was the most downloaded game in this period, adding 462,000 new downloads to the total, according to our estimates. Stranger Things 3 wasn't far behind in fourth place with 304,000 downloads, so it's clear to me that the big names are drawing the downloads. And by that, I mean Stranger Things, undoubtedly one of the best things Netflix has ever produced, except for season two. I don't really want to talk about it. You might look at Asphalt Extreme, the second most downloaded game in the collection, and say, wait, downloads aren't just coming because of the name, and I almost fell for that. But then I looked at the trend, and Asphalt Extreme had a short burst in late May, while Stranger Things had managed to maintain a consistent daily average that's considerably higher, so I think that's winning. Now, does that mean Netflix is doomed? And I think the answer is absolutely not. Not at all. Many games exist for their intellectual property alone and do very well. Netflix struck gold with some of its shows and movies, and leveraging those into games is a great move. So I'm sure Netflix is looking at the same numbers we are right now, and in the future, we're going to be seeing more of those branded games, those big-name games, and less of the just games. And I think that's good because the just games don't really work out for me, and that's in my opinion. If you like Netflix's games, let me know in the comments. I'm curious. By the way, if you want access to the tools I'm using, like Explorer for research, or the download estimates or revenue estimates that I use all the time, I'm going to link to those in the description as well so you can get access. It's pretty easy. Now, let's get serious for a moment. I say this as I laugh. The value of Bitcoin continued to drop this week, almost dipping below $20,000 for the first time in a long time. Many were surprised by the collapse of crypto in the last month and didn't see it coming. But if you looked at downloads just a few months ago, this shouldn't have been a surprise at all. People lost trust in crypto a long time ago and stopped downloading crypto trading apps. To show you what I mean, I looked at the combined downloads of Coinbase, Binance, Crypto.com, and Trust, the most popular crypto trading apps. And in November, when Bitcoin was at its peak, the four apps saw more than 4 million downloads every week, according to our estimates. By February, weekly downloads were down to about a half, or just 2 million. Bitcoin was down, sure, but not by that much at that point. So the drop in downloads, in my opinion, was due to the lack of interest from mere mortals and not crypto fanatics. That was February. The entire cryptosphere has taken a severe beating in the last month, and so have downloads. Last week, downloads barely crossed the 1 million mark. Our estimates put last week at just 1.2 million, to be precise. This time, I think it's not that people are no longer interested. It's that people are actually scared of losing money, which means winter is indeed coming for crypto, and this one is going to be cold. Last for this week, totally different and hopefully a little bit warmer, shopping. Shopping has become one of the most popular activities done on our mobile devices, from clothes to groceries. The convenience of shopping by phone is uncontestable when you look at downloads, or the number of Amazon boxes I see pretty much all over the place. But it's not just traditional shopping that's growing. Now, what's an untraditional shopping app, you might ask? Etsy. Etsy, the sometimes, almost always, maybe handmade goods marketplace, was pretty popular pre-COVID, but masks really put it on the map in early 2020. It was one of the first items I covered in the news when I started the newsletter. 
back in early 2020. Incredible. I'll link to that in the description if you want to feel nostalgic. That Demand doubled its downloads and got it its first million download a month. That's crazy. It's been growing ever since, and in December of 2021, just last year, it hit its highest ever month of downloads, adding 2.3 million new users, according to our estimates, in a single month. It's come a long way. So in 2020, it was demand for masks. In December, it was the holiday rush. This makes sense, right? But there's not much exciting happening right now, yet Etsy somehow quietly hit its highest number of downloads for a non-shopping season. It did it in April, and then it beat it again in May adding roughly 4.3 million new users in those two months combined. We estimate April brought in 2.1 million downloads and May 2.2 million downloads, small but significant increase. For a 10-year-old app, this type of growth is quite impressive. It reminds me a lot of how eBay turned everyone into a bidder in the 90s. Do you remember that? A feeling of nostalgia. I just hope Etsy doesn't stumble like eBay. What do you think? And that's all I have for you this week. If you have any questions, drop a comment below. And check out last week's episode to see the most downloaded apps and games in the world. And if you want more videos like this, make sure to subscribe and hit the little bell so you'll see more of me. I'll see you next week if you subscribe.